Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Hi, my name's Macaulay Jones, and this is my thought of the week. Groove Formula One tyres. I was watching some old Formula One footage the other day. I always used to wonder about the groove tyres they used. Formula One category wanted to slow the cars down in 1998, and behold, the idea for groove tyres. This was a good idea until teams being race car teams, found a way to gain extra grip back another way, we thought with aerodynamics and extra downforce. This led to some boring races with limited passing because of the aerodynamics making it hard for cars to follow each other or even get close to, to each other because of the dirty air. So in 2008, regulations changed to bring back the slick tyres and regulate the aerodynamics the cars on the cars in a bid to make racing great again. I think in the long run, it was a good way to go, but uh, it took a little time for the teams to adapt to the new rules. Anyway, I'm not the biggest Formula One fan. I like the engineering of the cars and the qualifying, but not so much the races. I would rather watch supercars, IndyCar, or, or some Speedway bikes, but that's just me. Talking about Speedway bikes, earlier in the year, your uh, Fair City played host to one of the rounds of the Australian Speedway Championship, and we got to see some fantastic racing there, although it was a uh, it was right in the midst of the fires, I guess, so that probably hurt the crowd, and I don't know if, if uh, you were even in the country to watch it. No, at the time I wasn't in the country, um, which was kind of devastating for me because I, I go there every year when they were in Albury. I think they had them in Wangaratta um, once, which I went to, and then Undera, which was pretty much Shepparton. So I went to Undera a few years in a row, actually, and I remember one of the the, the last time they were there, we we are, we had just arrived and they were starting practice. And the first guy out who did his first lap, came around the second, uh, well the last corner, and um, and then went down and broke his arm. And and then they paused practice, and so that was uh, that was not ideal. But I absolutely love the Seaway bikes. I've seen them in Prague and in New, Ze- New Zealand, and, and always been a big fan of of the Seaway Grand Prix. It's a format that lends itself to being at the track and television, which is rare. Some sports lend themselves to one or the other, but because a race is under two minutes, you can have a race that goes for four laps and it's super exciting. But if you get a race where the guy jumps off the gate and has a dominant lead, you're only a minute and a half away from seeing something else. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. I mean, I have a pretty short attention span. I'm, you know, I'm... Sort of like an energizer bunny, and I just I can't really sit still. So for me, that's perfect. I just I, you know, there's two minutes, and I'm like, you know, I'm pretty pretty um, involved in in the racing, and then they have a bit of a break for the next one, and I can sort of you know look at look at something shiny, and then come back to it. So it uh, works really well. Do you have a favourite rider? Um, I was always a fan of Darcy Ward um, a few years ago. I mean, I was. Um, you know, for, for the people that don't know, he was um, he was an Australian. He was an under twenty one world champion, and um, and then uh, had a big accident and and ended up in a wheelchair. So that was pretty devastating. But um, Jason Dore was was someone I backed for a while as well. I saw him in Australia and then and then over there as well. So it's um, and to see him win the win the the world title was was pretty impressive. And now the new crop, Jack Holder, and of course Max Frick, who mm. is probably around your age. Yeah, he is. He's about my age, um, and man, he is seriously talented. It's kind of funny how many Australians actually go over there and 
and, and do really well. Um, you know, and it's and it's interesting to see the backgrounds. I mean, I think Speedway has its kind of its looseness about it, and and these guys like to sort of party away from their from their races. But once um, once you look into them, they're they're racing three or four times a week, just in different countries. You know, whether that be in you know, Poland or, or um, they pretty much race everywhere over in the UK. It's, and they are just going from country to country, um, race meeting to race meeting, and it's um, you know they just love it. If there was ever a reason why you should make your race cars as cheaply and as uh, you know as easy to run as possible speedway grand prix and speedway racing bike speedway racing is the exact reason guys will have mechanics in poland sweden england they'll Mm. have a full set of bikes there and they just go to each of those countries now this is what car of the future was supposed to be wasn't it yeah, I think so, and and it's definitely not really turning out that way. I think they're they're really making a um, a good push at the moment to to try and you know cut the cost of things, whether it be the the engine rebuilds, which they they've sort of helped a little bit this year, and and the the um, controlled damper as well. That's going to help out a bit. And um, but yeah, it's, it's such a difficult thing. I mean, you 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 get yeah, it's hard when you don't have a salary cap and and which I don't think we should have, but, you know, we definitely need to make it more affordable for, for, for that to happen. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting where the sport does go. If only there was a s- sensible, responsible adult that could be on the uh, supercars board or commission that could make sure things went the right way. Yeah, but I just think it's always there's always going to be conflicts. I mean, you've got those people that do have money and then the people that, that may not have as much or... There's some that have got more of their, you know, their own their own business um, sense, and and they're trying to make things better for themselves, not the sport or, or whatnot. I mean, it that's just the way of, the way the world kind of works, you know. I mean, I think if you're in America, I think it'd be, you know, so much more politics involved with more money and whatnot. But um, you know, it, it they're doing the best with the resources that we've got now, and and that's just a part of how it is, um, good or bad. I think, you know, the sport. I think has sort of, I feel like it dropped away for a few years there, but I feel like the uh, it's coming back and the rivalry between Ford and Holden is, is stronger than ever. Macca, it's great to have you on the show again this week, and well, for people who want to read your thoughts, they're all there available via email. Yeah, so I do the email series here, and it's uh, you just go to my Facebook page and uh, click the sign up link, and that'll take you to the to the uh, subscribe page. So. Hopefully you like these and uh, and want to join along. Well, I'm looking forward to your thought of the week next week on the show. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.